for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun-dun! What's up, guys? It's Tuesday, December 18th, 2012. This is... My Transformer Prime just randomly rebooting. No, that's fine. This is episode 65, Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evenings, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Join us. My name's Matt Lee, as usual. Got a great cast of characters for you this evening, including, but not limited to, Eric F. What's up, Eric? I think there's something going on, because your Prime rebooted. My Nexus Q just turned blue. I, th- I think Google might be activating Skynet. Uh-oh, is it on? Is this what the Maya foretold? We got Joey Kelly. What's up, Joey? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a wonderful night to be alive, and it is a wonderful night to be in here with y'all. They do an attack of the androids. I tell you, brothers and sisters, it is a wonderful night. A wonderful night. And we also have Perfect. the mute button. Hey, I love it. Me. With the longest intro ever, just say <laughs> hi. Thanks for having me. Moving on. Shane Brady, what's up, man? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, I hope your internet gets a little better because you're coming in just completely choppy. But that's fine. That's how we do. We roll with it. We shuck. We jive. We we pull punches. We get out. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's totally cool. Tons of great Android news to get to. Uh, Let's start things off from our chat room at attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Join us. We have Eric... With a Nexus 4, Eric, tell me what you think of this amazing device. I, uh, God, guys, I'm, I'm actually really torn on this because, well, first off, if I compare it to the, to the Galaxy Nexus, sure. I like this better. It doesn't have that curve that the, uh, that the Galaxy Nexus has that you really like, Matt. Right. But... Just the, I mean, the glass back, like everything, it, it looks like a very nice phone. How does it feel? And I'm feel, also rocking the bumper. How does it feel in the hand? Is it solid? Do you, do you like the way it feels? No, it's great. Though I will say that I'm, like, I came from the, uh, from the Galaxy S3. Ah. And that feels, I think, better. Because that, that is curved, and it's really, really light, since it's, you know, mainly made of, like, plastic. Right. Um, and I noticed that curve, like, it's not much, but when it, you have the phone in your pocket, it makes such a huge difference. And I'm, I'm comparing, personally, uh, from a Droid X to a Galaxy Nexus, you know, Droid X was straight, GeneX is uh, curved slightly, and it's that slight curve that makes it feel like it's not even in your pocket. I think it was a great what? design choice. You know, it's not even in the pocket if you – like what I've noticed is when – like when I'm holding it in my hand to make a phone call, like when you hold your phone in your hand nowadays, you have that little bit of empty space you know, between sure. the palm of your hand and the back of the phone. And with these curved phones, it just feels – like it feels like you have a better grip on them. I don't know. I, I, I think I like the curved – I think I like the curved design better. But I mean the glass back on this Nexus um, – I made fun of iPhone, you know, my, my friends who had iPhones that dropped them and broke them, 
I would make fun of them, but now I'm I'm really kind of freaking out. I need them to make like an OtterBox case or something so that way I don't destroy my phone. You're waiting for the day where you just drop it on the floor and all of your iPhone friends make fun of you? Exactly. <laughs> and I have this like I have this bumper. I have the bumper case, the official bumper case, and it does offer some protection since the only time that I've broken a phone screen is my old Evo when I dropped it on the corner. So that would protect against corner, but I mean, if if something hits the front or the back of this, I'm screwed. And let's be honest, so at this point, we're not carrying around $10 feature phones. We are carrying around, and we've said this before, we're carrying around full-blown computers. So if you drop your computer, it's probably going to break. Granted, there's no spindle, you know, spin head uh, hard drives inside, but still, it's a computer. Don't drop yeah. it. So it's it's a it's a giant glass computer. Exactly. So I'm so as I'm far as the uh, OS, gonna... as far as the OS handles and the the processor, how how do you like it? Is it smooth? Is it buttery? It's it's actually it's very smooth. Um, I haven't noticed any any lag at all. Uh, I did put an invisible shield on it, um, so I've noticed. I've noticed that it's not as sensitive to touch as my Galaxy S3 was because I didn't have anything. I think I'm just I think I've just gotten used to not having something on my touchscreen. So And that's um, so the I'm main not, like, reason I never went with those screen covers. It always seemed like they took away sensitivity from the device. And I d- I I'm I'm the kind of guy that needs to be as sensitive as possible, you know? You're a sensitive guy. I know. And that's, I get that's what I'm saying. And I'm allergic to latex. So, you know, I don't want to wrap it up completely. <laughs> yeah. I understand, I understand where you're going with that. Um, I'm just going to say the, the one thing, Doesn't it have Gorilla Glass? It does. It it does, but for some... I always... I If it's my device, I always put Invisible Shield on it. it it's probably just some, you know... Maybe it's just a leftover thing from having... You know my my other smartphones before Gorilla Glass came out, um, but I just always feel better because I don't get those little micro scratches on it with the invisible shield. The only thing I will say that I'm a little disappointed in is the the uh, the screen because on the Galaxy S3, I the it looked like it had darker colors, and on this everything seems like it seems very backlit, like things seemed. Uh, seem more more bright and a little washed out um you know not less crisp just not as not as not as deep dark colors as i usually like to see in in the in the phones and are you running that stock have you rooted rom done anything like that yet so right now it's right now it's uh it is rooted stock um one thing that's kind of irritating is that uh, for reasons you know unknown, uh, Google has pulled the um, has pulled the factory images off of their uh, off of their site. Uh, so I'm, I think last night I found a mirror site that has has the images. So I'm going to check that out once once I have know that I have a good backup plan. Uh, I think I'm going to start uh, screwing around with the OS and uh, maybe trying to make something custom myself. Very cool. I would run the custom Eric OS. So, <clears throat> any thoughts, uh, group? No? Okay, moving on. Uh, let's see. The winter cleaning is coming, Google, uh, ever since, uh, what's his name, Page took over. Uh, they've been really focusing and zeroing in on 
What what was the quote he said? Move move quick, uh, something like that. that was I just great. lost you guys for like a whole minute. Oh, did you? What was that? I don't know. I just got this cool message that said Google is experiencing network problems. So uh, thanks for that, Google. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> so Shane, uh, you still here? Yeah, Shane. Are you good? Shane's muted. Whatever. Real professional guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care anymore. Uh, so they, they're going to focus, you know, they're going to get rid of the products and services that aren't working well. They're going to focus on the ones that are. Uh, we got some some cleaning coming up. What are they getting rid of here, Shane? This was your piece, I believe. Shane is still muted. Okay, so. Uh, oh, go uh, uh, I was getting my notes. Uh, basically, for... Uh, devices where there isn't a native Gmail app, uh, a lot of phones, well, not a lot of phones because we're really only talking about RIM and Windows Phone uh, 7 and 8 right now, uh, they would use the Active Sync protocol to access the Gmail service, like any old Exchange server. Right. And so Google announced that they are dropping that, and there's been some confusion about this. We saw it on some of the back and forth on a, a new domain.net. Um, but this means uh, only a, f- far as I can tell, only a handful of devices and operating systems will be left in the lurch. Windows Phone 8 and BlackBerry. So basically um, any that ne- doesn't have a native Gmail client, is that what you said? Right, because, you know, obviously on the on a desktop, Gmail is preferred. You're supposed to use the web, right? Everybody's supposed to use the browser. <clears throat> on your right. iPhone... There's now a Gmail client, and obviously Android has it built in. Um, and if suppose uh, we think if Windows Phone 8 became popular enough that Google would release a Gmail app for them, um, so uh, a lot of people, I guess IT people, are um, a little a little disappointed. As far as I can tell, though, if you are an Android device and act accessing an Exchange server, that is not changing. That is completely separate. Um, but Joey, you're the sort of IT manager type person. Uh, what did what did you think of this? Personally, I have faith in the community to develop around anything that they take out. So, are they taking out? So, that, okay, that's that's the main question. Are they taking out just Active Sync when you're trying to access Gmail, or are they taking out Active Sync to where you know Joey couldn't? directly connect to his, you know, Microsoft Exchange server at work using his Android phone. They are cutting out the service that sits on top of Gmail that gives active sync uh, capabilities. So again, if you're on an Android phone accessing Exchange, nothing changes. This is only is if you're on a phone that was using active active sync uh, protocol to access Gmail which Google doesn't want to support anymore. Uh, they'd rather go with, with native apps. Well, then, uh, non-issue. Which right, is the way this... this should go, right? Shouldn't we be using native apps whenever possible anyway? And shouldn't developers be more... I saw an interesting study that showed the difference between native apps and HTML5 apps, and it actually showed that the HTML5 apps worked a lot quicker. Uh Right. So the issue there, Matt, though, is that Google is not, they have also said at the same time, they're not developing for Windows Phone 8. Now, so uh, some people have said this was a shot at 
Microsoft, uh, it could be, or that maybe they want to add some additions to the Gmail protocol that they can't support with Active Sync, so they want to push the service forward, um, you know, without having to support that anymore. I, I think it will be a non-issue, as you said, Joey, because when those services get big enough, Google will release an app for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, from reading this, it seems like you're from I've been I was reading this last night, but I don't think until you said it, I fully understood. Um, so it looks like you're right that they are talking about accessing Gmail with Active Sync protocol, but they're also talking about calendar and contacts. Um, so even though they have different ways to access it through like this card DAV and Cal CalDAV um to access calendar and contacts, maybe that's why people are pissed because they're using Exchange Active Sync to sync it directly with Outlook or something. Yeah, I, that, that I guess maybe that's. Maybe, I don't think people care about the contacts so much, honestly. Um, I think the calendar is a big deal. But again, if you're on an if you're on an Android, I guess on an iOS device, I don't know if there's a native calendar app, but there is CalDev support, so maybe it doesn't matter. I don't. That's a part. I guess maybe the calendar stuff I don't know on an iPhone. Well, it's interesting. Uh, what is this? What is the positive upside of Google doing this? Just to again focus in on what's what's being actively used compared to the the legacy stuff that isn't, or what? Well, it's analogous to dropping support for Flash. You don't have to develop for something that you don't have to support. Sure. So, you know, if it's an antiquated technology that fewer and fewer people are using and you're pushing people more and more off of it, uh, what's the point in keeping it in there and having to spend all the hours developing for it if you don't need it? Right. And uh, this Uh, article is... Go ahead. I would say Google did something similar when they uh, cut off Google Gears, if you guys remember that. Uh, and then focus all their efforts on getting HTML5-enabled apps going. Um, for listeners who don't remember what Google Gears was, it was like a JavaScript uh, extension type thing that allowed uh, you to have like local data on your system, and it became really cumbersome to support with all the different uh, browsers, so Google decided they're going to cut it. They weren't ready for HTML5, but they said we're going to do it anyway, and now we have all the HTML5 apps that can do offline stuff like Gmail, Google Calendar, and Google Docs. Right, and the the article comes off of Android Central. Uh, to kind of wrap this up at the end, he says, it sounds like a doomsday scenario of Google services getting shut down, but most users won't notice. Android syncs natively with Google Apps and therefore won't be affected by the Google Sync shutdown. Uh, you may want to take a look if you happen to use any of these Google Calendar tools, though. So... And we'll put a link to this uh, on the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. Let's see. What do we want to talk about next? The uh, Google chairman declares victory in Android versus Apple. And we saw this last week. Uh, What was it, Eric? The main – we talked about this, about their main multi-touch patent getting invalidated or – so this is off of CNN. Uh, Eric Schmidt, he has declared victory, of course. (laughs) Uh, This is an interview off of Bloomberg Business Week. Uh, Schmidt said Google's mobile platform is widening its lead over Apple in the mobile software market. 
Uh, he compared its success to the way Microsoft dominated the iPhone maker in the desktop business uh, about two decades ago. So are we, sh- are we seeing a shift here? Is this uh, a, a slow, gradual shift of Google taking the dominant? I don't... I don't know. I, I I see why people make that direct analogy all the time of, you know, the old Apple Microsoft stuff that happened in the uh, in the eighties and the nineties. Because but... people have nothing else to compare it to because all of this stuff is still so new. Well but I think people feel differently about technology nowadays. I mean back then It's more personal nowadays. And we're yeah. using this technology to organize and maintain and keep track of our internet lives, which then bleeds over into our real lives i mean i think there's something to be said about the fact that android is so prevalent that there are so many devices that are running it and quite frankly the companies are getting better partially i think much better um like you know partially i think it's because uh some companies have stopped skinning or they're doing much lighter skinning um and android's becoming more mature so i mean it's it's growing but i don't i don't think that I don't know. So a part of me doesn't think that it's going to it's going to play out the exact same way. I think that Apple. I don't think Apple will be relegated to you know six or ten percent like it you know may have been in the past. Right. But, but Eric, going, you, declaring victory, about the idea I think that's that just Eric's, whoa, Eric whoa, whoa, funny. whoa. What Shane? I was saying, what, what, do you, what does Eric think about the idea though that Google is winning or has won? I don't think I don't think that it's won. It hasn't it hasn't won yet by a long shot because I don't really think any I don't think anybody is going to win. I think it's going to probably just be, you know, as some people prefer iPhone, some people for, prefer Android. Uh what I will say is that I think that Google, you know, they've they've done a tremendous job in, you know, in pushing Android to where it is now. Uh if you because if you think back when when the HTC G1 came out, you know that was that couldn't even hold a candle to to the iPhone. And now, I mean, I think they're very very comparable. And in a lot of cases, uh, Android is better, or you have definitely have better choices when it comes to hardware. Uh, and you know, so uh, declaring that they've won is just Eric Schmidt being Eric Schmidt. Well, of um, course. But there's definitely I mean, something to be said. Would you expect him? I mean, he, yeah, as the CEO, you can't, or excuse me, as the chairman, you can't the just chairman. come out and be like, uh, yeah, Apple's wiping the floor with us. You, you know, I mean, he has to be positive about his company, and that's that's good. Uh, really, though, no one wins in this, you know. This is going to drag on. This kind of stuff is just going to drag on. And when I say stuff, I mean uh, software patents and whatnot. It's it's a lose-lose, you know. Unless you're a lawyer, then it's a win-win all around. <laughs> uh, we got some stats. He says um, Android capturing 72% of worldwide market share in the third quarter. Apple took 14%. That's according to Gartner, uh, which conducts IT research. Uh, unlike Apple, this says uh, Google does not make its money on hardware. For this reason, it's willing to give away Android because the OS widespread use helps the company make more money from ads. Uh, Schmidt said, quote, the core strategy is to make a bigger pie. We will end up with a not perfectly controlled and not perfectly managed bigger pie by virtue of open systems. So 
Uh, pretty interesting, I guess. We'll see what happens as these things continue uh, moving back and forth here. You know, that's well, a I think consistent that's a... comment. Go ahead, Joey. Google, Go ahead, Joey. What? That's a consistent comment from Google. They've consistently right. said, you know, we are not going to make money on this hardware. We're not going to sell the software. We want to sell advertising. And at least love them or hate them, at least they're consistent. You know, they're not changing their marketing strategy halfway through. Um, and I think what's what's different about um, going back to a story we were talking about earlier about Google quote unquote winning. Um, I I think that there's enough room uh, in the in the space for everyone to have a part. And right. I think that you're going to find that that Android is analogous to the way the PC became because it was cheaper there and you could afford to buy it as opposed to something that was more expensive that arguably might have started off as a better product. Yeah. Eric? Eric? Uh, nothing. I was just, oh, I thought I you was just going to say that um, I like I like that quote from Eric Schmidt that, you know, it's you know, it, it's not going to be a perfectly controlled you know I, I think that that's a very honest way to look at to look at Android. I think that I think that Google is very, very uh, capable as is evident from the Nexus 7, of creating a nice customer experience and that it doesn't have to be completely locked down uh, like the iOS environment is. I also think that 2012 will be known as the year that uh, Apple was heavily influenced by Android in the size of phones, the size of tablets, and I I have to think the shake-up of Scott Forstall was in reaction to the fact that their OS was just looking more and more dated. Um, and I don't think the Nexus 7 success can be understated. Uh, the iPad mini is supposedly outselling the other sized uh, iPads this quarter. And um, that was, you know, Google was way ahead there with the, the Nexus 7. Does that have anything to, to do with uh, economic crunch people? I mean, the, the iPad mini is really not that much cheaper. I mean, what, what do, what do you guys think the reason is for that, Shane? Well, the 7-inch form factor for probably 75% of use cases for a tablet is better than a 10-inch tablet. It's more portable. Um, it's still big enough that you can do regular browsing on it. It's small enough that you can take it anywhere. It gets great battery life. It's just a really good form factor. Um and, you know, I, I'm using the, the Prime a little bit more now than it was, but my main computing device is the Nexus 7, and it's just a really good device. And I can imagine if you're in the iOS world, that same size device um, would be even better. I mean, the iPads are just big. They're not, that, they're not portable. Well, relatively speaking, they're not as portable as phones and or the 7-inch tablets. And honestly, the Nexus 7 is a really good deal. The Prime for me is a perfect size, I think. Just the I haven't had a, a a time where I was like, man, I wish this was just a little smaller or I wish it was a little bit bigger. Between having, you know, the phone and the tablet, like everything's covered. And yeah, I don't know. So oh, let's play your favorite and my favorite better or worse. We got two apps this week for better or worse. App number one, the Facebook Android app. 
This was the app that debuted our segment, Better or Worse, with a big, giant worse. It's actually redeemed itself, and personally, I'm giving it a better. The new Facebook app for Android is so much better. And I know maybe some of you are thinking, well, that's not really saying much because the app was complete garbage uh, in the past. But I got to tell you, this, they reworked everything, it seems like, uh, written in native code now instead of the HTML5. Uh, They say that it's twice as fast as the previous app. Uh, No significant new features other than fast response times for viewing, scrolling through your feed, uh, photos, and timeline. The one thing I really, really like about this, and uh, let me see if I can actually show you guys. Uh, When you're browsing your news feed, uh, and you went to hit comment before it would open up a whole new screen, and it took it took a while, and it lagged. Uh, and now, let me see here. Okay, so you guys can can see this. So now, when you hit comment, it pops up a little thing over the top of your original news feed, so that you can you can get it right there. Uh, and it just pops up. I don't know. I like it. Everything runs a lot smoother on it now. Uh, it just seems like overall uh, they they did a really good job. And it's finally getting to the point of an app of where it should be. For a company like Facebook, it was appalling that they had such a hard time getting their mobile app to work well. So they finally, in my opinion, uh, they've caught up to where they should be. Uh, any thoughts, Eric? I, I'm curious. Because I thought HTML5 was supposed to be like, you know, the future of these, you know, web applications and things. So the fact that it worked horrible until they, till they took the time to put it into native code is that is that the fault of Android? I'm guessing is it... it's not. It's not that one thing. I I think it's a it's a a whole bunch of things that they ended up reworking in the app to make it run smoother. And that just happened to be while they were doing it, you know, they did this and I, I don't know it, which is funny because that study showed that, you know, the HTML5 apps are actually faster. So here's, here's a, a piece from eWeek, uh, let me see, from September uh, of this year. It says that uh, Mark Zuckerberg set off a firestorm when he said Facebook's biggest mistake was using HTML5 for mobile development, prompting developers to look at whether to go native or HTML5. So, I don't know. Whatever they did, they did it well because this new version is great. Uh, Joey, better or worse? Have you used it at all? As a matter of fact, I'm a recent convert to the Facebook mobile app. Um, I don't think I used it before, um, and it's been very smooth. I do have a version that came on the LG um, uh, Revolution that was the Facebook for LG, and it's slow and clunky and awful and disgusting and annoying and refuses to be updated. Um, However, I was able to download the, uh, I assume, new Facebook app, and it works perfect. Um, And it turned, you know, I I was under no desire to have my Facebook on my phone. I just didn't want to. I was like, this is going to be slow and clunky, and I don't care. Then the second I got it on there and it was working well, I liked it. It's nice. The ability to share right off the phone is is nice. Then they have stuff geotagged so that you can, can share it immediately. It 
I, I I'm so you're saying better. Yeah, better. Okay, Shane, what what do you got? Better or worse? Uh, it's better, but it's still ugly. Ugly? <laughs> what? It's Facebook. What do you want? <laughs> like, I, I mean, every time I open it up and, and uh, you know for a second, I go back to the G Plus app. I'm like, I can't understand well, my Facebook. Yeah, G Plus app. Why and is well, it still so terrible? It's better. It runs better. I don't know if you could blame it all. You could credit it all to going native versus just a complete rewrite. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't bog my phone down. And for the people I'm using, I'm communicating on Facebook. Uh, I know the messaging is a lot smoother. So definitely an improvement if you're a big Facebook user on Android. Absolutely. And then Eric, did you have any thoughts about that? Nope. I really. I had to download this app in order to even. You know, I remember what it was like before, but I don't get on Facebook ever anymore. So I had to download okay. it special just to test this. Well, that's um, good. It's I'm better, I'm, but I'm really glad that all of uh, us are actively engaging socially with our audience. Very, very nice. I don't guys. do it on my mobile phone. Yeah, all right. Uh, the Whatever. next one, Whatever. for better or worse, is the Google Plus app. Uh, like Shane, you had mentioned that uh, you like how it looks and everything. I'm going to say better with the caveat of what the F are emoticons doing in my Google Plus app? Are we, is this the my specification of Google Plus? I mean, it, it seemed like a, a weird thing to add, you know, and I'll show you what I'm talking about here. So if you're watching live uh, and you can always go back to the video of our, our hangout here, so... Here's the the app. Now you see at the bottom those rows, those four little icons. Those are new. Uh, what you have is photo, check in, mood, and write. Now the one I'm curious about is called mood. And when you tap it, that's what you get. Okay, <laughs> which is just like okay, thanks Google. Uh, so let's say I'm the little smiley face one. Boom, feeling great. And it's animated. See him blink? Yeah. What's up now, MySpace? And so it puts feeling great right right there. And then you can type your thing. Now, the weird thing about this is that they only show up in the app. If you if I post this in here, we'll we'll do a quick test. Feeling great doing an episode of AOTA. Okay, so I hit share, going to share that public, going to remove my address. So we're sharing, and boom, there he is. What's up? Feeling great. Now, if you guys go to plus.google.com on a web browser, you're not going to see that. You're going to see a link to the emoticon. Oh, they fixed that. Oh, did they? I'm, I'm just going there to look now. Oh my goodness! Sure this isn't a virus. Oh my goodness! There it is. Okay, so they did fix that. Uh, what it did before was just gave you a link to the picture, which seemed weird. Um, but yeah, okay, so they fixed that. Uh, overall, the other thing I wanted to mention that they added is full size instant upload, and it uses your Google Drive storage, uh, which is like you know up to five gigs for free. Uh, and you can always switch back to storing your photos at a standard size, unlimited and free at 2048 pixels, or, of course, purchase additional storage. 
Is that cool to anyone that that your your original size photos are being auto uploaded rather than the medium size or whatever? Shane? Uh, I like having full size backups that I don't have to worry about. So yeah, that's that is pretty good. That was my thoughts on it. It's nice to now have those full size backups, especially if you're like me and you got in early uh, with the Picasso web albums. So you're paying five dollars a year for twenty five gigs. And I yeah. will continue to, to just hold on to that until <laughs> that and my Verizon unlimited data, like two things I will never, ever let go of. Yeah. Somehow between having a Chromebook and being grandfathered in, I have like 300 gigs of space for like $40. Nice. A year yeah. It's, it's amazing for sure. Uh, Joey, any thoughts on the, the Google plus app? I don't know. I'm still stuck on not using Google Plus that much. Oh, okay. Another active participant in helping grow the show. Fantastic. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What you have to understand I know. is that I'm the, just playing. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to, to say this, but Google was late to the game. They didn't get out of the box with the social network fast enough to compete with the overwhelming majority that Facebook already had. Well, you never used Orkut then. You don't use Facebook uh, either, apparently. Yeah, uh, you don't use Facebook either, apparently. <laughs> Shane, nice. Shane, remind me to send you a virus. Uh, anyway. Uh, no, seriously, I mean, the majority of quote-unquote normal people are on Facebook. Um Pretty much everyone I know that's on Google+, Plus, with the exception of Ant, uh, a stuck-in-the-mud Pruitt, uh, are on Google Plus and on uh, Facebook. There's only a few that are only on G Plus. And for that few, I, I, it's it's hardly worth my time to go over there. And speaking um, of Ant, he is currently hosting a Google Plus community hangout for his smartphone photography community. So pretty, pretty cool, I thought. And uh, anyway, but it, it, it's just there's a lot of people on G+, but there's an awful lot more on Facebook. Um, and it seems like the people that I want to at least get in touch with are on Facebook and they're just not on Google+. I think Facebook, I just, Facebook, the content on there is just awful. And the interface is terrible. The website's slow. Um, I find Google+, you can really drill down and find just you know, now they have the communities, which kind of formalizes a lot of that stuff. But um, it's more than just like tech people now. Um, it's you know, getting there. I'm still uh, not seeing any of my normal type friends. You know, I try to get my girlfriend on there. I tried to get my brother on there. They get so far as to make the account, and then that's really it. So, and I feel like. They're missing out, especially, like you said, with the addition of communities, uh, with search and everything being all rolled into this one area. You can find so much information on so many different things right in that one spot. And it's not just uh, news articles or blog posts or anything like that. It's everything. It's what what people are posting about, what the communities are posting about, what the pages are posting about. It's, it's all right there. And I, that, for me, is huge. I, I like having that kind of access, and I like having everything rolled into this one spot that I can, you know, signal all my info. 
So uh, Google Plus app better, yeah. except for the emoticons. Which who knows? Maybe there will be a uh, a really interesting use case for those. I'm not gonna hold my breath, but you know, you never know. It just looks so tacky. It does, right? I didn't even notice it. Isn't and then that- you did, and then <laughs> I was gonna do a test post with it. Because I was thinking, oh, it'll just have a little emoticon. This thing was huge. Oh, yeah, full screen, bro. I don't screen, want a bro. huge smiley face. That's retarded. It looks amazing on the tablet. Let's see if we can. I know, Shane, you just uh, you just posted one. Let's. Uh, you guys need to really, like, behold the awe and the wonder that is. Oh, where is it? There, There's Shane's little guy right next to my little guy on the bottom there. He's grumpy. I'm feeling pretty good. But and I'm then the I'm app because you're, you were slamming the emoticons. Well, and I'll just say the app overall, like it looks nice. I'm and granted, this is the tablet version, obviously, but the way everything is laid out, I I really like this. You know, it's I don't know, I I really like what they're doing with it. And once Google Glass comes into play, I think all of this stuff is going to make a lot more sense, and it's going to be just amazing. That's my optimistic rant. The one thing I really like about the one thing I like about Google Plus, it's so it's very picture oriented, and so um, it just looks better, and it naturally invites people to take cool pictures and right. post cool images of of um, galaxies. And uh, I have a photographer friend in Kansas City who takes all sorts of cool pictures and all that type of stuff. Facebook just it's ugly. It's ugly, 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 and the content is virtually worthless. But you know what? There's a lot of people in the world. Most of them are ugly and virtually worthless. Let's be honest. Uh, You need social networks for everybody. And normal people probably don't have the problem that some of us do. If you do podcasts, you do anything public like that, you need to be where your users are. You can't expect your users to all come over to Google Plus because that's where you are. So for us, or for me personally, because of all the shows and the hip-hop and stuff, I have to have all of this stuff everywhere. So the, the, the more tools that they can come out with, to help me, you know, curate all of this stuff into one spot or one or two spots, the better. But Grant, that's not a normal use case that most people are going to have. So, well, let me give you a quick example. Um, I mean, a lot of people know that not only in addition to working full time, I run my own computer consulting business. Um, I have never gotten someone on G Plus asking me for uh, to to come over to their house or business and fix their computer. On the flip side, they know what they're doing. I've gotten, I think, <laughs> right? Because they know. Well, what yeah, they're... right. Know your audience. But, um, but off of Facebook, I have gotten, I think, at least four or five different customers. Some of whom were new customers to me um, that have that approached me through a friend uh, and solicited my services to get their now. Joey, uh, is that is that because of your? business facebook page or was this all your personal facebook page or how i have a business facebook page but to be honest with you i haven't done a lot with it um, huh, go figure well yeah it's, it's one of those things where you know you only get so many hours in the day well at least it's um, not just our hobby that you're blowing off so i feel so better no, thank you anytime joey do you have a google plus page and all that set up for wherever your side consulting business is uh, I think it's on my about. Uh, I think it's on my Google Plus profile. Right, but you can set up an actual business page so that people wherever you live in Maine who search for a computer places would go into your. 
you know, basically, you're not using Google Plus for your business, and then wondering why you don't get people from Google Plus. No, right. I wasn't complaining. I was just making a comment on the number of people that are on G Plus versus the number of people on Facebook. More than anything, uh, I think if you search. Uh, okay, well, the reason I ask is because Google's tied in their local, so uh, Google Local into Google Plus, right. so that businesses who used to be on local, and so you can actually, um, it's kind of merging everything. But Matt, you, you talked about your different use case, and, and I don't think your use case is actually different than most people on Facebook. People on Facebook, so they can communicate with their family who is on Facebook and isn't technically adept enough to move to a new um, network. Google so Plus. You, you're on Facebook. Yeah, Google Plus. So you're on Facebook to communicate with your family, send pictures, and, and that type of stuff. So I think it's actually the same use case. But that's really um, not what I'm doing. Most of that stuff on Facebook is thoughts, is hip hop stuff. It's it's very rarely am I no, using. You're going where your audience is. Right. But what I'm saying so, is the, um, the use of it, very rarely am I using it to share pictures with my family. What I'm doing is taking pictures for Android photography or posting about the show or something like that. Like, I, I rarely use it with my family, you know, unless it's my brother while we're working on making music. Right. All I'm saying is for me to communicate with my family, they're on Facebook, so I go Facebook. I see what you're saying. Right, right. You have an audience on Facebook, so you go to Facebook. Right, but I also have an um, audience on Google+, and I also have an audience on Twitter, which makes it so that you can't just pick one of those. You have to go everywhere that they are. Right. Plus I go to the Facebook more... to work, I go to Google+, Plus to play. <laughs> That's right. That's Business and pleasure. So uh, while we were talking real quick to wrap up the updates, uh, the Google+, Plus app, like I mentioned, they added communities to it. Uh, also, so that's kind of cool. Uh, what I don't like is the double notifications, and I haven't figured out. Maybe I'm just not looking in the right spot, but I'm all, I'm getting emails from Google Plus for whoa, for communities only. But then I'm also getting the Google Plus notification for communities. So I'm I'm getting like a double thing there, which maybe is just how I have it set up, and I need to go through and fix that. And your Gmail isn't automatically putting that in the social updates note label, which doesn't bother you? Say that Say that again? So I get some email alerts about Google Plus and communities, but they automatically get pushed to a social updates label in Gmail. Did, you, I don't create, get did you create that and make a filter? or No, that's uh, Google. That's a, a filter that Google set up. Maybe it's only in beta. Yeah, let me like, see. I have I'm stuff that goes to notifications, promotions, or social updates. So I have circles, and then under there... No, those are just my regular circle groups that I made. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing that. Uh, I'll have to find that for you then, because all that stuff, like your Twitter updates and your Facebook updates, all go in one folder, huh. and they don't automatically generate notifications. Oh, that's kind of cool. And like I said, I haven't gone back through since the update to, to re organize my notifications so maybe i just need to do that and it'll all be good but yeah and it should be pointed out that what ants are doing with communities and google plus and hangouts is something that can't be done on facebook no not at all and it works really well and i mean we've completely switched our the way we do podcasts from a, a skype-based model to being able to use full video audio you know doing it uh, via hangout while still having the ability to record the high-quality audio only that doesn't get uh, synthesized through Hangouts and, and encoded, compressed, whatever. 
uh, and then you know putting out our our podcasts. So it, it works well. And like I say, it depends on on your use case. Uh, let's see. Other features for the G Plus app include support, like we mentioned, for full resolution photo uploads using instant upload. Uh, they also you can subscribe to any circle for notifications. There's also support for time zones in events. Uh, which we've been using a lot uh, via Google Calendar to to get all of our our time zones uh, straight. The updated Google Plus app now allows some basic profile editing. The updated app now offers integration with Google Now, uh, allowing you to send birthday wishes, which is kind of Facebook-esque. It also supports animated GIFs, which is a huge, (laughs) finally, finally, Catterday will come with me. Because mobile gifts, thank you, Google, for listening to the users. Thank you. Do you wonder if they did that just for the emoticons? That makes sense, right? <laughs> it's like just a blinking emoticons. Yep, pretty much. Uh, the update app brings photospheres to the mobile stream, which is cool. Uh, users will need devices running Android 4.2 in order to create the uh, photospheres. But if you're on Froyo... Froyo, Froyo. If you're on Froyo or later, you can view them. So, and then if you're on Android 4.2, users can also add the Google Plus widget to the lock screen. So, uh, I'll put a link to this in the show notes at tagoftheandroids.com if you guys want to read the full article. So, uh, let's see, what else? Dead Trigger got update. You can now frag Santa Claus. I have not tried it yet but i do notice that dead trigger plays without crashing the tablet now so that's pretty awesome uh let's see nexus 4 simple xml edit allows for higher bitrate videos eric you mess with this at all uh i was i was going to do it i never got around to it i did look at look at what they're telling you to do and basically just in the xml file it has all the settings for you know what bit rate it records video at like four uh at four eighty seven twenty p ten eighty p and all you're doing is is just manually um changing the changing i think from like one million two hundred thousand bit rate to uh two million bit rate i think is what it was um so you have to have root or else you can't even make the change um but yeah I plan to do this i don't know why you wouldn't uh, unless you're just worried about the um, the space on your phone, which could be an issue, especially if you have the 8-gig version. Cool, cool. So, All yeah, right. Um, just a neat little hack. Android Central reporting that CyanogenMod 10.1 nightlies are going live for uh, certain devices. A uh, whole list here. Let's see. The GSM, Sprint, and Verizon Galaxy Nexi. Uh, the Nexi 4, the 7 both Wi-Fi and HSPA+, uh, the Nexus 10, the Infinity TF700, the Galaxy Tabs, uh, some Galaxy S models, some S2, and some S3 models. So uh, I'll be looking for that. I'm still not using the Nightlies on my my phone, on my Galaxy Nexus. I'm on the, the 10.0 stable, but this uh, I've been wanting to mess with 4.2, so this new CyanogenMod might be the one I switch to. Uh, after this, are any of you guys running? I know Shane, you were running the nightlies, right? Uh, I was, and then when four point two came out, I had 
I screwed up my phone when I uh, installed the Photosphere app, so I had to do a comp- uh, for the wrong version. I had to completely revamp my phone. So I'm on complete stock right now, unrooted stock. Wow. Wow. Wait, did you say rooted or unrooted stock? Unrooted. Unrooted oh, stock. Oh, wow. Oh, hello. Oh, <laughs> hello, Nick. But Jellybean, Jellybean's gotten so good, though, you don't really... Like I'm not missing anything. I mean, it doesn't feel like there. Right You're now. not missing all of the amazing extra features that come with Cyanogen Mod, because I would miss that. I think I don't know. Especially, I think the main one I would miss is the the way it, uh, the screen colors. If you go into into settings, into advanced, I know we mentioned this uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, and then let's see, advanced, and you have these Galaxy Nexus uh, settings for tuning your graphics. So I, I turned everything to the uh, on gamma tuning to the CM settings and as well for the color multipliers, and it makes this screen just vivid. I, I love it. So pretty cool. Yeah, 4.2, I swear, made changes. Not maybe the same ones, but changes that make things look a little better uh, in 4.2. I, I don't have any way of proving it, but I swear to God they made some improvements with it. Right. Uh, and then let's see, before we do app picks, Google also brought us a scan and match to the U.S. music store, which is uh, getting a little cheaper than Amazon and Apple. Uh, the Verge is reporting here. Uh, do any of you guys use this this stuff? I mean, I never really got into the Soundhound thing or like if I hear a song, I, I got to know what it is, maybe because I don't listen to radio or, or anything like that. Um, well, Matt, this is different. This isn't that's right. Not I'm the saying on match that they're talking about. Right. I'm saying on top of that, and then they added oh. this, which is yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and basically, uh, the Verge uh, says that Google is bringing scan and match functionality to its U.S.-based digital music store. Uh, much like Apple and Amazon, Google has secured the necessary agreements with record labels that permit it to analyze your music library and match it against the company's own digital catalog. And is this what mp3.com tried to do back in the day? Yes, but they didn't have the licenses. Exactly. And and that's where, you know, Google secured all of that stuff, paying more money than I'm sure this stuff is worth. But uh, pretty cool. Uh, It says that, uh, with the addition of Warner Music Group back in October, uh, that kind of completed the the catalog. Uh, it says beginning today, and this was written on the 18th. So beginning today, <clears throat> users who store their songs in the cloud will no longer have to endure lengthy upload times. Uh, you'll realize the feature is active when tracks upload instantaneously. So this is really cool, I think. I, I don't know. Uh, Google plans to go back yeah, and... I'm just playing with it today. Is, is it pretty... Is it fast? I mean, is it there instantly? Yeah, so I have a bunch of songs that it's not recognizing for some reason, and I have a lot of songs, but I think those are ones that, uh, like, I bought the CDs for and were too lazy to go ahead and rip them, so I just torrented them. I do that a lot. Um, I think it's not matching them because they were torn in. Um but a lot of stuff does get uploaded much quicker. So it seems to be working. And uh, unfortunately, I have dupes now added in certain libraries. And I don't know how to go ahead and fix that. So uh, just as a word of warning, 
for example, I have an album called 10 Minute Warning that I ripped, uh, but for some reason it's not finding the match. So now I have two copies of the track in Google Music. Um, and I don't, I don't know how to fix that. I had that same problem when my uh, albums, when I released my albums, The Scapegoats and The Blame EP on uh, Google Play, I had. Uh, duplicates and what i realize is that if you store music in on your phone itself like if you go into uh let's say i'm using es file explorer and you go into your card and on there is a folder called music i had my albums like all of my rough drafts and stuff in that folder and then so google kept thinking that because the songs were kind of named the same that I already had it, so when I had my final versions done and I went to just upload those to Google Music, it was acting like I already had them on there. So what I had to do was go into the device itself, into that folder, and delete it, and then the Google Music Manager uploaded the new copies. I I don't know if that's the problem that you're having, if you had a, a copy of it stored on the device itself, not through the cloud, but that might be something to look into. Yeah, I'm just saying, word of warning, you might end up with some dupes. Some dupes? Dupe dupes? Uh, Google plans yeah, to go back and enable... Which, which track is the dupe or not. Yeah, you probably have to just manually go through and fix that stuff. Uh, Google plans to go yeah. back and enable matching for existing users by replacing previously uploaded files in the coming weeks. Uh, that could be either good or bad, depending on the bit rate of your music library. The match tracks from Google Play seem to fluctuate in quality. Uh, when we took a deep look at the service last month, so the Verge writing, uh, like Amazon Apple, Google will no longer offer the option of manually uploading your personal music files as it did before. That only occurs if you cannot find a match for a particular track. So, uh, Most importantly, they say, Google continues to best Apple and Amazon in pricing, uh, so long as your library is less than 20,000 tracks, matching is completely free, just as it is in Europe. Amazon Cloud Player subscribers have to pay $24.99 a year once they've gone over 250 tracks. But doing so allows them to store a generous 250,000 songs in the cloud. Uh, and for that same $25 price point, Apple's iTunes match grants you storage for up to 25,000 songs. Uh, so it may seem like an easy decision to go with Google if you no longer want to worry about backing up and maintaining a digital music library. Uh, of course, that's assuming you haven't already made the full transition to Spotify, Audio, or other subscription services. And personally, I don't like any. I don't use any of those uh, subscription services. But I don't like listening to radio. I'm very picky about my underground hip hop, my punk, my ska, and my techno. And that's all I need. And my metal, my death clock, death metal. So, all right, uh, let's do some app picks and wrap this thing up, shall we? Uh, Joey, start us off. Okay, good, interesting choice this week. I'll be the judge of that. Yes, yeah, so I was going to demo for you, but apparently I can't seem to find my phone. That's probably why it hasn't buzzed or rung all, all show. Huh. Anyway, uh, this one is one called uh, Tablet Remote. And I've talked a couple of times about different apps to do um, sort of remote control things and automatic backups and that sort of thing. 
I think Gmote was uh, one I recommended a while ago. If you wanted to just use your phone or tablet as like a remote control or a mouse and a keyboard. Right. And this will work a similar function, except that it's designed to control a tablet with a phone. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Or vice versa. Sure. Um, In reality, it's more like any Android device to any other Android device. Right. Um, it's a very cool app. Uh, it has a couple of modes. It can be used in a horizontal mode and, and emulate a game controller. It can be used in a vertical mode and emulate more like an MP3 player. Um, supposedly, you can do some search queries and whatnot uh, as well and do some limited typing. I haven't tested that. Um, the one thing I was very impressed by is that you can use both a Bluetooth connection to go direct uh, device to device or if the, if the two units are on the same Wi-Fi connection, you can use the Wi-Fi connection and just bounce packets between the two. Uh, very nice. You have to handshake the devices each time with a pin, um, and once they're synced, they're synced um, and, until you shut the program off or restart one of the phones which or devices, whichever happens first. Um, and it works pretty darn well. The only catch is, is that you're limited by the touch capacity of your device. Uh, so if you've got a single-touch uh, interface phone, uh, that doesn't have, you know, multi-touch or has a really, really annoying screen and doesn't have very high sensitivity, you're stuck with it. Uh, there's not a lot you can do. But it works really well for things like um, emulators uh, and whatnot because you can hold your phone in your hand and turn it sideways and work like a controller uh, and have the uh, the actions take place on the tablet. So it's a freebie in the Google Play Store. Uh, like I say, it works really well, and I recommend it. It also works, which is what I was looking for, uh, for GTA 3. Um, and unfortunately, the LG Revolution isn't all that great of a phone, so it doesn't work amazingly, but it does work. You know, just a callback to a previous app pick that I did, which is Super Genes, the Super Nintendo uh, <laughs> emulator. It actually says on this uh, on the Google Play Store page for this app that um, they recommend using uh, this app with Super Genes because it has the best input response. So Very that's kind of nice. cool if you pick that app pick. You can get this one for free. Very nice. Or if you want a real Super Nintendo, you can go with my app pick from a few weeks ago, which was SNS Droid. But either or, I'm sure they all work. Or you can just buy a Super Nintendo. Or you can just buy my Super Nintendo. Ooh. Yeah. What's up now? I'll buy it. Why not? You want to buy it? I'll talk to you after the show, babe. We'll talk. talk. (laughs) All right. All right. Cool app pick, Joey. Uh, Shane, give us a pick. Yeah, I could. I don't know if this was actually an epic before in its previous incarnation, um, but it's I'm picking Pocket, which used to be called Read It Later. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, it's a completely revamped product, so it's as, as good as new. Um, it is kind of like a Instapaper. Basically, you get a browser plugin, or you're browsing on your uh, your device and you share it to it. And Pocket is a very nice looking way to read content later offline, um, you know, when you don't have time during the day. You know, for instance, Matt, you're driving along, you see something you want to read later, you're busy, you share it, and then you come back home and you can uh, read it up on your tablet. Uh, I've been looking for a new read it later type uh, app because. Uh, Instapaper is just 
it's really overrated, uh, or, and I'm very disappointed that it has not grown from its initial launch. I actually did a review on it where I liked it, and then I noticed everybody else just sort of passed it on Android. So uh, Pocket has good management for your articles, marking stuff red for deleting stuff. seems to be pretty quick. And, and uh, if you're like me, who is busy during the day and then just wants to read a bunch of stuff later, I would suggest Pocket. Very nice, very nice. Eric, got a net pick for us? I do. Uh, it's called Paper Monsters. I forget how I found out about this game, um, but it's it reminds me of like a of a um, what do you call it? Like a Mario Brothers clone, a little bit. Uh, you are a you are a little person made out of cardboard, and uh, you you go through this world where you collect uh, coins and you and you kill. Uh, these monsters, which are made out of paper, they look a little—they look like little paper T Rexes. You kill them by jumping on them. Um, really, that I'm in. Yeah, and oh, and you uh, you transport to other uh, to other worlds, including an underground uh, underground stage uh, by jumping into a pipe. So I mean, it's it's very blatant. whoa whoa whoa. Wait uh, a second. Wait a it's, it's second. Very Wait a second. This sounds really familiar. From my childhood. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's actually it's made very well. Um, I like the I like the look and feel of it. Uh, and you know, the controls. It's it's the you can either do an on screen joystick or you can do a D pad. Um, but I found the game very enjoyable. It's ninety nine cents. Um, so and I think there might be a free version somewhere. I think I saw. But regardless, you know, if you if you're feeling a little nostalgic. And you don't you don't want to download Super Genius or whatever whatever that crap was that that Matt was talking about. Yeah, which probably yeah, isn't no, that that's good. that's fine. Yeah, totally. Then just, you can just do this. You can okay. just do this. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, how's yeah. Currents working for you? You know what? Let's. Why don't we? Why don't we play? You know, better or worse with Currents because I'm going to give it a worse. Okay, let's that let's do that now while off. I while I sign into my app pick because for some reason it doesn't like my password. Better or worse, Google Currents. Eric, go. They they did this weird thing with the sidebar. Like before, you just you had you could reorder your um your what they call editions or the the RSS feeds that you're subscribed to. You could reorder them however you'd like. Now they did a complete UI revamp. It looks good, but it function like it just irritates me because by default it uh it puts everything into categories. So I unless I keep on the sidebar choosing all categories versus a an individual one it just defaults to like whatever i i don't even understand how it does it 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 just does what it wants nice uh good app pick good better or worse i'm going to end yeah. out the show with something we all use all the time i don't know or i do at least i don't know if you guys do or not uh i don't know why it's hasn't been picked before it's called stumble upon and you wouldn't think that this is a very good tablet or mobile thing, but it's so great. It I don't know. I use Stumble Upon all the time uh, for getting our shows out there, stuff like that. Uh, I'm not muted, so I don't know what you're talking about. Is that better, you D-bags? All right. So, Stumble Upon. Oh. It was recorded. You guys can't hear it. Whatever. Uh, we use this to get our shows out there. Uh, Yats, Attack of the Androids. Uh, the jam hole, the hot box, all get stumbled each episode, and we get a lot of good traffic from there. I also like using it 
uh, and I've mentioned this before, if you go into photos, you will just get some of the most amazing pictures ever, like this white blank screen here. I mean, just beautiful, right? <laughs> Let's wow. tap stumble and get that started. That was a graphical representation of the Beatles' white album. Exactly. So it's, uh, I don't even know what, oh, it's loading. But so what I use this for is Pinterest, and I stumble photos, and I've mentioned this before, it's kind of cheating, but I find crazy awesome pictures, and then I post them on Pinterest, and that gets people going to my Pinterest and like, oh, wow, that's awesome, where did you find that? I had just stumbled upon it, don't worry about it. So there's <laughs> that, and you can stumble, that I mean... One. It basically has all the stuff that your normal stumble upon uh, web based uh, client would have. So check it out if you guys like just serendipitous, random finding of crap on the internet. There is no better engine than stumble upon. They're quite popular. They've been around for a while now. Uh, here's my profile. I don't know if you guys can see that, but. Yeah, I don't know. Check it out. StumbleUpon.com. Get an account and find me on there. Uh, it's also a great way. Uh, I noticed the Jamhole listeners like to do this a lot is they'll find stories and they'll stumble them to us. And then we can go through it and write the show and all that. So StumbleUpon.com. Check out the app and the website. So, all right. I think that's going to do it. Another amazing episode of Attack of the Androids in the record books. Joey Kelly, Shane Brady, Eric Fink, and Beaner. Glad to have you guys, as always. Check us out online in between each episode, attackoftheandroids.com. That's our website. Uh, interact with us on, well, <laughs> interact with me on the social networks because everyone else is apparently too good for that. Uh, you can find our Facebook page, our Twitter account, and our Google Plus page. So yeah, you can say hi to me on Google Plus. Yeah, are on you? Facebook, are you? Uh, I probably won't see it for a month or so. But hey, that's fine, right? Well, that's how we roll. Interact with me where I want to be. That's right. You come to where I am, and if not, then I won't see you later. So yeah, leave us a message for the show four zero six two zero four four six eight seven and email us what Eric. Uh, it's at show at attackoftheandroids.com. Interesting. Very cool. Thanks for listening, mm-hmm. guys. We'll see you next week. Peace out. It's Attack of the Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids, attackoftheandroids.com.